0: Due to the coronavirus and the safety guidelines from the government not to meet with more than 10 people, we have chosen only to do online services until further notice. Due to the amount of people that are on Sunday morning that are broadcasting on YouTube and Facebook, we have chosen to pre-record the message and upload it and have it ready for you on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. The title will be dated as the date of the service example sunday april 5th 2020 message from identity church in Daltona, florida if you have not liked our facebook page go to identity church facebook page and hit like if you have not subscribed to our youtube channel go there and hit the subscribe and hit the bell then hit all you will be notified when we post new videos if you already liked our identity church facebook page or have subscribed to our youtube channel you will not need to do anything you will be notified when the video is posted description below there will be a link to our facebook page youtube and our website if you have any questions please contact the media department at k kelly at identitychurch.net welcome to identity church sunday morning message where our sonship is revealed stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through identity church now grab your bible sit back and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress.
1: Well, I want to thank you for uh, having church with us this morning. Here it is, April 5th, Palm Sunday. You know, it's amazing. Palm Sunday is such an a interesting uh, Sunday service. Uh, normally, uh, it's a little different now that we're all quarantining and, um, you know, having to social distance and all that, but uh, today's Palm Sunday. But even more personal to me than Palm Sunday is um, today, Miss Susan Coker, and I have been married 40 years. <clears throat> now, if you want to you wanna know how big of a miracle that is, I have a couple books you need to read. <laughs> but uh, today's a significant day. Um, I'm going to keep this, the same format that we've we've doing is we're going to take an offering uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give thank you for continue to be faithful um, you can give on the uh, church app on the website on the church app you can give by text that text number is 386-753-3233. and Um, You know, our faithful ones just just I appreciate you. Um, It is a uh, a financial uh, uh, Crunch when these things happen, but we we find out that we're strong And our source is the Lord Jesus Christ and we will come through this Um, I have definitely as as a pastor this crisis has um, brought me into going back to the basics as a Christian, when there is a crisis, we go back to the basics because the basics is the foundation of everything we have. The basics is, uh, you know, where is your source? Uh, you know, as a pastor, yeah, it hurts. When the people don't come, uh, many people don't give. And, you know, we're going to turn it into a crisis or we go back to the basics. No, the Lord Jesus Christ is my source. Here at the church, at home, in my business, every every uh, everybody that has a... a, a a family and, 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 and your finances are being tested, you go, you're going to find out this crisis, you're going to find out where you're strong and where you're weak. And I'm going to talk to you today about some of those things. So continue to give. Uh, I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach my little heart out today. Um, I, I just really believe that, that going back to the basics is kind of what, uh, what we're doing here. Um, so, so here's kind of a question. How do you prosper no matter what? How do you prosper no matter what? You know, if we believe the Word of God, we believe that God has set us uh, to prosper. Is it only to prosper in good times, or is it actually, I believe the gospel puts us to p- prosper when all hell's breaking loose? I'm going to go to a, a Bible verse. Um, uh, Kathy, thank you for uh, putting scriptures up for us. I'm supposed to stay really tight not allowed to walk around in rome and so if you hear me preaching and i'm not on the screen it's just i disobeyed so uh because <clears throat> it, it may get to me um psalms 119 11 i learned this is one of the first verses i learned as a as a new christian going to a baptist church and thy word i hid in my heart that i may not sin against you uh esv says i have stored up your word in my heart you know, that, the word word is the word seed. Do you realize everything in the gospel starts in seed form? Jesus himself was a seed sent by heaven. <clears throat> and and I, I just want to tell you that, that you know, as, as we were preparing this morning, and you know, this is Palm Sunday, and I'm like, man, I never do these theme messages. You know, I should You know, we should do some Hosanna and throw some palm fronds at you. You know, I just don't do that. And so I was in the foyer, you know, one of my elders said, yeah, this is Palm Sunday. I'm like, great. I missed that one. But listen, if you don't plant a seed, you can never grow a palm tree. And if you never grow a palm tree, they would have never had any palm leaves to throw on the ground and go Hosanna. Hosanna. So I've just tied my little seed message into the Palm Sunday. I know you think that's funny. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, April 5th, 40 years of marriage and Palm Sunday. There we go. Here we're at. The Word of God is often referred to and is seen as a seed. There are a total of 44 verses in the New Testament where the Greek word sperma, which translates seed, this is the same word from which we derive our English word sperm. To conceive and give birth to a miracle, you need a seed. Now listen, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, we have always heard seed because some preacher, sow a seed because he wants your money. I'm telling you, how many need a miracle? Your miracle starts with a seed, and the seed is the word of God. <clears throat> to conceive and give birth to a miracle, you need you need to to. To, to plant it as a seed. You need if you need peace, you need to you understand where the seed of peace comes from. If the supernatural activity of God in any area of your life, you must first plant God's word like a seed in your heart. Go back to one nineteen eleven. The word I have my thy word I have hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. But let me tell you something. That's that's just a, a, a word Uh, a scripture that would keep you from sinning. But have you planted the word of miraculousness? It's in the Bible. So if I hide those seeds, I can start walking in miracles. If I hide the seeds of healing, it's in the word. I should be walking in healing. You following me? Have I lost you? I know the crowd's a little small. We're less than 10. There we got We got it. Social distancing. Social distancing. Some of you are 25 miles away. <laughs> Get the word. Conception cannot take place without first planting the seed. Now, listen, I, I, last week uh, Last week when, when I spoke about, uh, I gave the, the word, um, don't dig up in doubt what you plant in faith. This is this, this, is this whole concept here. Um, and and when, I, when I got that word, when that word was given to me, it resonated. Something in me connected that I had done what I was supposed to in faith, and why would I let doubt help me dig it out? That word hit me last week. That's why I preached about it. But, but, but I had something already in me. The problem with Christianity is we sit in the pew and you get spoon fed by a preacher once in a while and you get your goosebump going, but when all hell breaks loose, he ain't there. When all hell breaks loose, my question is have you planted enough seed that you have become strong in your Christian life? Or are you just going to be plucked up and blown away by the crisis? No, this is the time for us, for Christians to be the head and not the tail. But if you haven't planted the seed, don't expect to have a big tree already grown. The problem is we didn't prepare for some of this because we don't even read our Bibles. I'm, I'm telling you. Listen, the conception cannot take place without first planting the seed. Everything we do as Christians has got to be biblically grounded. And I've got Christians who go, oh, I, don't, I don't read the Bible. Well, you're an idiot. I just went to meddling. Every miracle, every philosophy, every theology that you believe, that you walk in, has to be grounded in Scripture. I'm telling you, if we, if we don't get serious about preaching the Word, reading the Word, living by the Word, and letting the Word talk to us, we won't do it. <clears throat> Christians, you you, you know, 500 years ago when the printing press came, um, God put Bibles in the hand of every single believer. Why? Because the abuse of the the church was that we are superior than you and we will tell you what God says. And God took that real serious because he's not going to let someone take his job. And then he put a Bible in the hands of every one of us. I think we forget that. And now we go to church, and we can get online, we can get on the Internet, we can dial a profit. and we haven't spent time in the Word. And I'm telling you, that's what I'm going after today. That's what I'm going after today. And this crisis, and this coronavirus crisis, some of you, you're looking for a Word, and God's not going to let you get it from anybody else. He's going to make you dig it up yourself. I'm telling you. People get frustrated. I'm such a good Christian. I go to church, but they don't, they, don't, they don't read. They don't have their own foundation, and they're frustrated with the results. It's because they're missing the seed of conception. <clears throat> they just don't know God's Word. Jesus gave us three parables in Mark 4, which illustrates that the Word is to, is, is to the kingdom of God what a natural seed is to harvest, the word is to the kingdom of God what a natural seed is to harvest. This, all these parables are farm parables, <clears throat> planting and seed time. Um, the first of these parables is the story of the sower, which is key to unlocking the word of God, which is Mark four thirteen. Jesus gives us a law of the kingdom. There is seed time, and then there is harvest. One of a, a farmer waits until he saw his neighbor's crops, grow before he decided to plant his seed we get around our Christian charismatic zoos and we get into a conference and we're like woohoo, get a goosebump! woohoo, look at somebody's harvest woohoo, we walk out the door and you ain't even planted no seed and wonder why you don't have the results in the body of Christ I feel like I'm enjoying this too much I really am. I think I am enjoying it too much. Doesn't matter how sincere you are about it. How, how good of a reason we had for not sowing the seed at the proper time. If, 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 you, if you don't like the harvest you have, you have to go back and find out when you should have planted and you didn't. Or if the harvest you have you don't like, you need to find out why you planted bad seed. I can remember for years ago, I, I, I caught this concept of seed, time, and harvest, and I looked at my at my harvest that I was still reaping. Now, I had given my life to the Lord, but I was still reaping the harvest of stuff I had sowed as a non-Christian. You get this? And I said, God, what do I do? And he says, ask me for crop failure. So I can remember, I, I'd wake up in the morning, I said, Lord, I'm reaping a harvest of, an, of a bad seed. I've given my life to you, that's great, but, but, but seed time and harvest is reciprocal. I had ruined my marriage, I had ruined my families. I was eating the harvest of bad seed, and I started repenting. Yes, did he forgive me? Yes, but the harvest still came. The harvest of rebellion in my kids still came. The harvest of a wife who didn't trust me still came. Why? Because I planted bad seed. And I had to go through the cycle, the time. See, you, see, just in the negative, I, I think people probably get in the negative better than they do the positive. Well, I thought God loved me. He's going to bless me. He is. Did you plant seed? Did you plant the seed of peace in your marriage? Did you? Plant the seed of faithfulness in your marriage. Did you plant the seed of proper stewardship to your children? Oh no, you planted some raggedy seed, and now you want God just to wave His magic wand. Well, I gave my life to the Lord, Pastor, and my wife still thinks I'm an idiot. Well, you are, because you're still rep- you're still eating of the fruit of idiocy. See, bad seed. You haven't you haven't come through. And, and had God take the seed out. You need to get some crop failure. Then you need to plant new seed. And you need to be faithful long enough to water that seed. And let it grow and, and, and move into that right direction. Listen, the problem with our culture is we want it instantly. And that's part of our cultural problem. And that's why this entitlement mentality I sat with somebody around our pool. I know social distancing. They were seven feet away. We were sitting around the pool yesterday, and, and, and she, it's this successful nurse, been working hours, and, I mean, she's highly successful. She's raised a bunch of kids, and she's raised a couple millennials. And she ain't happy about it. And me being the man I am and the message I'm working on, I'm like, why are you mad? You raised them. She just looked at me like, bah. I'm like, they're under your control. You raised that millennial. This, You're just sitting there bellyaching about your son has this entitlement mentality. You raised him. I said, where'd you go wrong? She goes, I know exactly where I went wrong. Why? I told him as long as he went to school, he didn't have to work. I would take care of everything. She goes, that was my first mistake. And now that he's graduated, <laughs> He still wants mama to pay for stuff. Well, now he wants the government to pay for stuff. And she wants to strangle him. I'm saying, you raised him. See, we think we're taking care of our kids. No, you need to teach them how to plant a seed, how to make sure the weeds are around it, how to water it, how to cultivate it, and then harvest it. And I'm going to tell you something. Would you go through that province and you have a harvest, you'll actually value what you have. And when you don't do it that way, you expect me to give you my harvest. Oh, it's a spirit of entitlement. And and if you don't plant it, if you don't properly nurture it, then you will devalue and not value properly what God has actually given us to do. That felt good. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 29. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and seed sprouts and grows, and he knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain of corn. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because harvest time has come. Do you understand? It's processes. Right, right there, you just said, you know, a little bit of patience. Why do you think God says, you know, to have patience? If, if if you don't have patience, the first thing you do, you, you know, we 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 homeschooled one of our kids, and and <laughs> we we the whole side of our house we, we made a garden because this was a homeschool learning, and so we planted some corn, we planted some ochre, we planted this, and 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 we were learning how to be farmers. We are not farmers. I don't know if you guys were here when I brought this that was years ago. I brought our harvest. Do you mean and the corn was about that big? Yeah, and I, I went by the store and for like 49 cents I bought six big ears of corn, but I brought my corn because I growed it myself. And then I brought my $279 water bill. See <laughs> I am not a good farmer. I planted the seed. We talked to the seed. We watered the seed. The problem is we watered it with city water. And our water bill was like a 100 times more than the value of that corn. But it I sat right there and said, that's mine. But that was my harvest. This is the most expensive stinking corn I've ever had in my life. But I growed it. But I growed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't say I'm, I was a smart businessman, about, but it was a great learning tool. But, but here's the thing is when we planted it, my youngest son, he says, well, let's dig it up and see if the seeds do anything. No, you leave the seed alone, son. You got to be patient enough to know that the soil is going to produce what it's supposed to produce in hiddenness. Some of you won't be hidden long enough to let the seed grow in your life. I tell you, this social distancing—you're going to find out what's in you, good and bad. So, 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 if my somebody's like, "Oh, let's look at," and and you know, we we accidentally move some dirt around, and you could find the seed with a little bit of root in it. But if you leave it long enough, the little little ear comes up, little blade comes up, little stalk comes up, and starts growing. Then it grows roots and does these things. Listen, all through the word, he says this exactly about us. The problem is the word of God is the seed of God, and most of the time we won't go into our secret hidden place and stay there long enough to let the word of God be rooted and grounded in us. We've taken somebody else's miracle, somebody else's revelation, because we won't spend our own time to get our own seed, and then it doesn't become your harvest and you don't value it. Verse 14 of this, Mark 4, we found that the seed is the word of God and the ground is our heart. Our hearts were created by God to bring forth fruit when his word is planted in us. Just as as a seed has to remain in the ground over time to germinate, so the word of God has to abide in us. Do you understand I'm getting older. I'm getting older, and I think I think it, my wife looks at me sometimes, and she just thinks I'm muttering. No, I'm I'm, I'm regurgitating. Why? Because I'm 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 meditating on it. You ever you ever looked for a new car and say, man, I want a blue Grand Cherokee. I want. Well, I saw one, it attracted me. And all of a sudden you start going, I, I think my next car is going. I think I'm going to do that. And you like start All of a sudden you see another one, see another one. All of a sudden, you see them all over the place. Has that ever happened to you? Why? Because you started meditating and regurgitating your desires and your eyes focused and found what you were looking for. Is that just me? <laughs> it works. But, but this is meditating. <clears throat> John 15, 7, Kathy. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Listen, if you abide in God and, he, and his word abides in you, you can mutter this stuff up. You can meditate this stuff up, and you can get it. <clears throat> but I'm telling you, you, gotta, you can't be afraid of being in the dark and let god grow some things in you. <laughs> when 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 I said this last Sunday, you know, don't dig up and doubt what you planted in faith. You know why we dig things up in doubt? Cuz we haven't spent the the dark germinating time and learned to trust god. Come on. We we we're microwave Christians. Well, let me go go Ron Culver. He'll give me another prophecy. I'm sure I'll love it. You don't know Ron that well. You may not get everything you want. You you know, he's not He's not rub a genie. This isn't, this isn't the way it works, but we do that. <laughs> and so just this week called me, prophet, what's God saying? He goes, read the word. Click. They call me back. Like, no, bro, I want what God's telling you. He told me to read the word. I did about three times. He's like, can we have a conversation? Oh, are you trying to pull a word out of me or you want to actually talk to me? What are you saying? I said, Man, I am not, I'm not your rubber prophet. By the way, I haven't seen any of your tithe lately either. Just saying. It's funny. We 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 sow into what we value. We sow into what we value. See, I'm talking about sowing. But then, but then you want a prophecy, you want the benefit of a corporate church, and then you don't give. And you'll be the first one to bellyache if I close the doors. This week, I had somebody that's been connected to me for 20 years. I said, well, we may not make it. I'm going to have to close the doors. I don't believe that at all. I was just trying to mess with him. What do you mean? I'm like, I, I pulled up your giving. I ain't seen squat. But you'll be the first one to bellyache and tell me, no, that God's not God's will, dude. You're not sowing, you're not giving, but you're gonna, but you would bellyache because you don't like the harvest. You ha- you don't have a right to bellyache on what we do or don't do here. You're not connected. You're just sucking the life out. You're just sucking the fertilizer out of the soil and sucking the life out of the very things we're trying to grow here. I went over well. I will say he has committed to give. I know. We all, I don't go to church. All they want your money. No, I don't want your money. You need to give your money. But the first thing, you need to give it out of the right heart. I sat there and talked to this man. I said, you know what? I'm not broke. You know why? Because I learned tithing. I learned giving. I learned sowing and reaping a long time ago. In the good times and in the bad times, faithfulness is a certificate in my, in my folder in heaven. Faithfulness to these principles, and they work. And that's when you find out in a crisis whether that the principles that you learned 25 years ago, whether they work or not. Trust me, I've been broke, and I've had money. I like money, and I'm telling you, there are principles to doing the money. But greater than the money, that's the word of God. That's greater than money. See, don't, don't accuse me, you just want my money. No, I want you to know God. Listen, you don't have to read the Bible. You get to. The purpose of the Bible is to have an encounter with the author. Every verse of Scripture is an invitation to have an encounter with him. We meet the living word in the written word. Listen to this, guys. I'm serious. You can't read the Bible apart from the Holy Spirit. That is like trying to read a book in the dark. God loves to open Scripture and choose the passage that he wants you to live in now. Are you catching this? How many times have you been reading the Word, the Scripture, and all of a sudden it jumps off the pages and wraps around your whole face and starts engulfing it? You? you ever had that? Just bam! God just bam! Like, whoa, I've never saw that before. Well, what is that? That's Your your heart starts racing and your spirit comes alive. He wasn't giving you a passage to memorize or to study. Listen to this. Although that would be good and a good thing to do, he was actually giving you a promise in your life. When God gives you a passage or scripture that he is saying to you, everything in this passage belongs to you. It is yours. You need to study it because you need to find out everything that he has just given you. Every experience, every encounter in that passage, you are meant to have those experiences and those encounters. Listen, I got some of these scriptures I wrote in my book. Every promise in that passage now belongs to you. Everything I do in in, in power in that passage is now in your life. Listen, I can go back and tell you the marriage was broken, it wasn't going to get healed. God gave me a scripture, I stand on it today. My children were doing stuff that should have put him six foot under. He gave me a scripture, I stand on it today. My children should have been put in prison, he gave me a scripture, I stand on it. Let me tell you something, when I get a word out of the word, it becomes my word, and the power of that word motivates me to be who I'm called to be, and come against the devil not to take what God has promised me to have. Some of you need to start reading your Bible and let it read you. I'm telling you, this is meditation on it. I, 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 I'm, I'm, this, I'm telling you guys, this, he's sowing seed, baby. (laughs) When the average person thinks about meditating, they picture a monk and a nun in a monastery. I'm talking about meditating on a promise. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. That's one of my words. And when my boy was, 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 in, was in a drug addict, he was having problems. He 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 was going to die if he didn't get help. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. He First of all, I chewed that. First of all, am I righteous? I had to deal with me. Am I righteous? Am I the righteous person in this word? God said, because of me, it's a gift. He gave me the gift of righteous." Then I started acting like what he gave me. And then I said, my boys, because of my righteousness, do not have a legal right to be unaffective, to be derelicts to be drug addicts, to be thieves, and put themselves in a position they can't feed themselves. I didn't raise children that were going to be a debt to society. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, that was a life-giving word to me. And I held on to that word, and I started praying from a seat of righteousness, the gift of righteousness. And the, the word bread is, 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 is for daily bread, nourish, natural, but the greatest thing is the presence of God. Bread is presence, and I would pray that the presence of God, the presence of God would chase down my drug addict kid. My drug addict kid would say to some of it, he's he's doing fine now years years later. But he would say, my friends would ask me, how come I always have money? You know what he told him? I tithe because it's a spiritual principle. It's a spiritual. Now they buy he's he's buying drugs, he's using drugs, and he says, you all get speeding tickets, I don't. You all lose your money. I I have wisdom. Why? My dad taught me about tithing. This kid's doing drugs, and he's telling the drug this is a spiritual law. You don't really have to be a good Christian. It works. Then he says, look at rich people. They give to the poor. (laughs) Why? I was praying that scripture. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's me. Or his seed begging for bread. That boy, if he continues, is going to be a derelict he's going to be a drug addict. He's going to be dead. And that is not what that scripture says. And I I wore the devil out. I wore the devil out with that one scripture. I'm telling you, get in the word of God. Let the seed come into your heart. Listen, l- l- let your heart receive a promise. <laughs> Listen, I 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 There are many wise According to the flesh, not many, many, not many mighty, and not many noble. Do you know who he's talking to there? The disciples that turned the world upside down. He, he's talking to the derelict that I'm going to just plant a seed in you, I'm going to water it with the Holy Ghost, and you're going to turn this Roman Empire upside down. I qualify. I qualify, but you know what? I had a problem I couldn't read. When I got saved in 1993, I couldn't read, so how could I get the seed in me? And I said, Lord, what do I do? And he goes, I have this friend of mine who's called the Holy Spirit. One of his names is Teacher. Give me an hour every day, and he'll teach you to read. In six months, he taught me to read. Why? Because if I couldn't read, <laughs> I couldn't have the Word, I couldn't have the seed, and I wouldn't be where I'm at today. <laughs> Once you get that, you meditate on it. You get that scripture. You get that. Listen, my favorite chapter, if anybody's been around here long enough, my favorite chapter in the Bible is Mark chapter 11. That is my favorite chapter because God gave it to me at a critical time in my life. I can preach that thing by memory. Why? Because I've meditated on it. Because I've read it. You know what? The key verse, That and I've had that. God gave that to me. In 2002, sitting on the toilet, I can tell you where I was at. I had a a bathroom in the back of the warehouse, and it was early in the morning, and and I had a phone in that bathroom, (laughs) and I had a pull-up desk, and I could sit on the toilet and read my scriptures. And he, he uncapped Mark chapter 11 to me. And, and blew my mind to the point where I started calling people.
2: You ain't going to blame what God just showed me. Didn't
1: they hear a flush? <laughs> like, well, I'm sitting on the throne. I'm receiving the word of God. I'm making, making some room, you know. <laughs> Listen. I just finished a book about beyond forgiveness is innocence. One of the key scriptures is Mark chapter 11, 4 or 5, and it's about having mountain moving power. He says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain and you can throw it into the sea. And then he says, but when you stand praying, if you have unforgiveness, faithless, like he's saying, if you have unforgiveness, you just lost your mountain moving power. So, so that seed that was from two thousand two has been in me, and when I don't feel like I have power, I have to go back and who am I not forgiving? That seed still brings harvest all these years because I get I get people that upset me, and I I I have to toil the soil of my heart and make sure that I don't have. Unforgiveness toward people, but that original seed. When I, I when I evaluate Charlie Coker, when I feel put down, less than, incapable of, that's powerlessness, and that's not Mark chapter eleven. Speak to that mountain and throw it into the sea. And so when I don't feel like I have the authority or the power to speak to a situation and it goes away, I have to look at what, what is making the power leak out. And that seed comes back all the time. And that, that's a, it's an, amazing, it's an amazing concept on how God does that. Listen, <clears throat> meditate on what God's given you. I can, I can remember... Uh, uh, putting three-by-five cards on my dashboard in front of my mileage thing. i looked down to see if I was speeding, breaking the law, and I was normally. But then I'd have a scripture. I'd have something. Why? I kept it in front of me. <clears throat> I meditated on it. R plus L minus W equals PT plus PT equals P. You know what that is? That's Philippians. <laughs> Rejoice in the Lord always. Love minus worry plus prayer with thanksgiving equals peace of God. When your peace is left, go find out, are you, in, are you rejoicing? When your peace is left, if you're not rejoicing, it's gone. Are you walking in love? If your peace is good, it's one of those. Or you've let worry take over rejoicing and love. And then once you get that line back up, you start doing prayer with Thanksgiving. God, I just I'm just so thankful that your word is true. Your word is perfect. You 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 take care of the sparrow. You take care of the situation. And then the peace comes back. I'm telling you, make some formulas. Miss Stephanie, let's let's go into worship here. there's anything that this crisis has brought us into a revelation in leadership of the church in our little church we got some strong believers been believing a long time and i have found some of us are shaking in our boots in places we shouldn't be shaking in our boots and i'm here to challenge those that i'm responsible for and Leadership is responsible for. Find out your area of worry, fear, doubt, and unbelief. Get back in the word of God. And don't don't make yourself feel better like, oh, and we can come back to church. everything's going to be better. No, you're going to drag your fear right in here. You're going to drag your fear. You may infect some other people. Stop that. It's time to get in that quiet place with God. It's time to get your Bible out and shut off Netflix, and read the Word. And I'm telling you, there's some good Christian stuff on live stream and all that. Shut it off. That's a movie. That's that's entertainment. Even if it's the Word of God, it's not going to wrap around your head and throw you on the ground and fix you. Now, it may trigger something for you to get in the Word of God. Use that. But, but be diligent to get quiet with God and realize every promise He has is going to start in seed form. And let yourself, position yourself as the bride of Christ to get pregnant with a promise that can only come from Him. Is this making sense? Some of you that feel like you're being tossed and turned your longevity people think you're an oak strong oak and a storm has come listen you're, you're coming apart at the seams your root system is not all that deep it's time to be honest and get right with God and get back in the word of God because what he started he'll finish but he will not continue to build roots where you're not willing to dig Stephanie, let's take us into worship. I just want to pray. Lord, I thank you for this time today. Lord, I thank you that Palm Sunday is where they ripped the palm from, the palm leaves, and laid that road for my Jesus to walk on that donkey in Mark chapter 11. Father, let us be big enough palms that someone can rip off our leaves to make a runway for your presence and it not kill our tree and not wound us so we can still produce more leaves and more fruit. Lord, I thank you for Identity Church. Thank you for those connected. I Thank you for those connected at distance. I thank you for Donna and all those Northern people that want to be living in Florida again. And we Floridians love you and tell you to come back to Florida. Keep Florida green. Bring your money. We love, the, we love our Northerns. We love our friends. We love our family. So let this time of a crisis in our nation position us to be Jesus' hands and Jesus' feet. In Jesus' name. Susie, happy anniversary. 40 years with me, you are a saint. I love you. Let's worship for a little bit.
2: your name We ascribe to you glory We bless your name We bless your name We bless your name We ascribe to you glory We bless your name We bless your name we bless your name. We scribe to you glory. We bless your name. Glory to the light of the world. Glory to the light, The world, glory to the light of the world, glory to the light of the world, glory to the light of the world. all who wait, for all who hunger, for all who pray, for all who wander, behold your King, behold Messiah, Emmanuel. Emmanuel For all who wait For all who hunger For all who pray For all who wander Behold your King Behold Messiah Emmanuel, Emmanuel, we sing glory to the light of the world, glory to the light of the world, Jesus, glory. To the light of the world, glory to the light of the world, glory to the light of the world, we sing. The suffering, he is Messiah, the Prince of Peace. He has come, he has come. Emmanuel. He is the song for the suffering. He is Messiah, the Prince of Peace. He has come, he has come emmanuel oh you the song he is the song for the suffering he is messiah the prince of peace he has come he has come emmanuel oh Lord. To the light of the world to the light of the world we sing glory to the light of the world. your King, behold Messiah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, behold your King, behold Messiah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, we say to the earth, behold your King, behold Messiah, Emmanuel, oh he's God with us, he's God with us, we say to the earth, behold your King, behold Messiah, you even you your God with us your God with us oh your God with us your God in us, in the air oh Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Glory, you're the light of the world. Glory, oh, when darkness is all around. Right you're the glory asking in the light of the world glory to the light of the world you're the light you shine bright Brighten us. In the earth, we're asking you to shine bright and us. We call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive. We call out to dead hearts, come alive come alive and out up from the ashes let us see an army rise we call out to dry boats, come alive oh come alive come alive in this hour call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive, and we call out to dead hearts, come alive, come alive, up out of the ashes, let us see an army rise, and we call out to dry bones, come alive oh in this hour we call out to dry bones come alive come alive and we call out to dead hearts come alive come alive up out of the ashes let us see the church arise we call to dry bones come alive and we call out to dry bones come alive so breathe the oh breath of God breathe the oh breath of God breathe the oh breath of God now breathe Breathe a oh breath of God, breathe the oh breath of God, breathe the oh breath of God now, breathe all across this land. Breathe the oh breath of God, breathe the oh breath of God. Breathe the breath of God now. Breathe all across your church. Breathe the breath of God. We breathe it in. Breathe the breath of God. Breathe the breath of God now. Breathe. Oh, we breathe it in. Your breath. Church, we breathe you in, over oh breath of God, we breathe you in, O oh breath of God, and we release it into the earth, we release it into the church, we release it into our neighbor down the street. Our families, we release your breath. We release your breath. I release your breath. Yes, we call out to dry bones. Come alive, come alive. We call. Come alive in this hour. We call out to dry bones. Come alive, come alive. And we call out to those who are quarantined. Come alive, come alive. And we call out to those who are in fear. Oh, take on and his peace and his rest and his work Up out of the ashes, let us see an army rise. We call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive, oh.
3: You know, I'm in uncharted waters during this time period. And the reason I am I'm not used to being at home as much as I'm at home. And it's hard for me to do nothing and and, and, and then do something and then do something because it's time to do the honeydews. you know what I find out that my temper, is shortened. I find out my patience is no longer strong and long. And we got to remember at this time that we have to have that grace and our tongue is so powerful that we cannot lash out. And I know I have done and I repent to my family. But during this time, let's call out to the dry bones of patience. Let's call out the dry bones of love. Let's call out the dry bones of understanding. So my prayer for myself and for everybody else is that not only do we get into the word, but we call out the dry bones of the word in our lives and we live it. And we live patience, and we live understandings, and we live love. So this week is week number two for me, and I hope, and I pray, no hope, I pray that my patience becomes stronger, that my understanding for my family, it's time to where it's not about me, but it's about communing with family. Use this time to really be bonding in your your love for your family and understanding and have grace. Because we are victors. We are overcomers. We are the conquerors. We are the head and not the tail. Because he does have an adversary. And he is the light of the world. But the adversary wants to bring darkness. Don't let them bring darkness in your life. Let love conquer. Let love conquer. Be safe. Have wisdom. But overall, love one another.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to IdentityChurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages, read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.